Casbah. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Rock the Casbah. We are rocking the Casbah on this week's episode. <laughs> this is another moment in time where I wish you could see us. But they can't. They can't. I'm really out of breath. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Honestly. A podcast. With Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. I almost said that was Logan. <laughs> and I gestured to myself when I said that was Zoe. So. You did. That was Zoe. Fantastic. <sighs> Fantastic. <laughs> like my shoulder. I'm friend. The diva. <laughs> I'm friend. Um, it is week three of our Halloween Spectacular, and as you can tell, we are right on schedule for a mental breakdown. <laughs> that was my mental Gang, gang. Um, <laughs> clout house. Clout house. Oh, yeah. Ooh, can't wait to talk about all of that when we get back from our Halloween break. When we watch the two-hour <laughs> finale. I like that I, I'm treating this like it's a break, but we are recording every week, but it's just like a break <laughs> from our, like normal content <laughs> behind your Do ears I like that kid now? from Vine he's like eh. <laughs> um anyway uh Maybe. it's week three of our Halloween spectacular um if you have not caught up yet you should we have two other episodes out the first one was a my favorite murder inspired episode oh boy was it and the second episode was all about conspiracy theories um so go listen to those if you have not already uh, this week we're gonna be. It's kind of a bag of a mix. A yeah. mixed bag. <laughs> a bag of mix. <laughs> a jack of all trades, master of none sort of episode. No association to Aziz. I'm sorry. Please, um, no. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about urban legends, creepy pastas. Um, I, I have, I, <laughs> I, I give up. Um, I have a story about me being. Uh, a few degrees of separation <laughs> away from a serial killer. Um, Zoe, please, please talk. <laughs> I can't. I have nothing to say. This is all you. Now we're gonna talk about a lot of things. We have some like uh, submissions from people, listener submissions, which is very exciting. Woo! We have some short stories from Reddit. Those two sentence horror stories, which are fun. We got it all, baby. We do. You came to the right place. Heck yeah, you did. Heck yeah. Do you want to start? Absolutely. Do you want me to start with my? Excuse me, my urban legend or my six degrees of separation Ooh, you from a pick. serial killer. Whichever you want. Oh, let's kick it off with six degrees of separation let's from a serial do killer. do it. So I'm pretty sure I talked about this last year during our Halloween spectacular, but I decided to provide a bit more information yeah, I think this last year. I was just like briefly. Yeah. <laughs> so just real quick, my uncle's father was murdered by a Canadian serial killer named Elizabeth Wetlawfer. Which is a very bad last name. I kept having to type it out wet when I was lawfer. writing all of this, and I was like, it's gross. What is um, a lawfer? And right? Why is it why wet? Is it wet? Um, yeah, my uncle's father, so my um, my mom's sister is my aunt, in case you don't understand how families <laughs> work, and so her, my aunt's husband, so he's just related to me by marriage, his father was murdered. So basically, um, Elizabeth Wetlover is a convicted serial killer who murdered eight senior citizens and attempted to murder six others between 2007 and 2016. 
um, when she worked as a nurse in southwestern Ontario. Um, she would inject her patients with insulin, which would result in death or serious bodily harm. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into specifics about, like, which victim is my, um, uncle's yeah. father, just for, I don't know, personal reasons, private reasons, it's not, I don't know, I, reasons. <laughs> just reasons. Uh, just raisins. Doesn't, doesn't, raisins just doesn't seem like my place to get into the specifics, but I will just give you a quick rundown of what this lady was all about, because she yeah. was into it. Um, so she worked as a nurse at a long-term care home in Woodstock, Ontario called Crescent Care, and that's when she began injecting her patients. Crescent yeah. also is very weird right? for a home for anyone. Yeah. I don't want to be there. I don't want Crescent. caressing me. No, no. No, ma'am. Especially not a wet Lawfer. Ugh. The wettest of lawfers. <laughs> Get those away from me. Ugh. Don't come near me with those wet lawfers. Um, so sometime between June 25th and December 31st, 2007, uh, Elizabeth Wetlawfer injected two sisters, Clotilde Adriano, age 87, and Albina Demideros, age 88. Um, they later died, but neither of their deaths were attributed to Wetlawfer, and so she just con- um, confessed to two counts of aggravated assault on those cases. Okay. On August 11th, she murdered James Silcox, age 84. Um, and it was the first case in which she injected a patient with enough insulin to cause their death. So. Wow. Cool. That's, yeah, great. I'm so happy you succeeded. Good job. Uh, with what you planned. Oh, God. <laughs> um, over the next seven years, Wetlawfer also murdered the following patients at Crescent Care. So Maurice Granat, who was 84, Gladys Millard, who was 87, Helen Matheson, who was 95, Mary Zurovinsky, who was 96, Helen Young, who was 90, and Maureen Pickering, who was 79. Um, and she also injected Michael Piddle, no, Priddle, Michael Priddle, Piddle, who was 63, and Wayne Hedges, who was 57, uh, with the intent to murder. They both survived, though. Um, she left Crescent Care in 2014, but in part-time work at other facilities and at patients' homes, she injected three more people with the intent to murder. So there was Kilid Arpad Horvath, who was 75, Sandra Towler, who was 77, and Beverly Bertram, who was 68. Uh, sorry, I got so distracted. Whoa, I someone was calling I know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> on September 16, 2016, Wetlawfer entered into uh, an inpatient drug rehab program at CAMH, which is the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Um, while there, she confessed to staff about killing and attempting to kill her patients. It later came out that she had confessed to killing her patients several times prior to her confession at CAMH, including to a lawyer who advised her to keep it a secret and was not <laughs> reported to the police. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just some brief. Perhaps, do tell. Do tell. Do tell the police, darling. I just feel like, um, isn't it like the same thing like with like a priest, like if you go into confession yeah. and you're like, I killed someone, like if it's like, if you're a, a danger to others, like they're supposed like to tell. you're supposed to tell someone, but yeah. like that's fine, like go, go off, off I guess. guess. <laughs> anyway. Rock the Casma. Um, so on October 25th, 2016, Wetlawfer was charged with eight counts of murder, and on January 13th, 2017, she was charged with four counts of attempted murder and two counts of aggravated assault, and on June 16th, 2017, she was, um, did I? 
get that right? Because I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be my birthday. Yeah, no, <laughs> I wrote the 16th, but it's June 26, 2017. She was sentenced to eight concurrent life terms in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years. What lawfer. So, I mean, like, my degrees of separation, it's like me, my uncle, his dad, her. A murderer. So that's just um, a not fun little story. Those ones creep me out a lot, like, whenever it's, like, the nurses or Ugh. anyone. Same with, like, listening to Dr. Death. <laughs> was like, you're supposed to take care of me. I just think it's despicable when doctors and or nurses kill people or, like, yeah. maim people. I'm just like, you literally pledge an oath yeah. to, like, protect people. Like, this is your one job. But, like, for sure, kill me. <laughs> like, for sure, just go for it. Go for it. That's, like, fine. straight up. Kill me. Yeah, so that's just uh, some more information on that. Please do let us know <laughs> if any of you have six degrees of separation from a Please. serial killer. It's very creepy when people do it. It's like, oh, that was my neighbor. I'm like, right? what? How? I know. <laughs> that's so scary. It is scary. Okay, which one should I do? Should I go for a small ghost story or, like, my full-fledged? I don't know. I think go full-fledged if you want to. So I'm going to read the story from Creepypasta. Pasta. 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 As some people said. And then I'm going to go into some, like, in-real-life stuff. Cool. Okay. In the late 1800s, Thomas Otto and his family moved into a mansion at the corner of Eaton and Simpton Streets in Key West, Florida. Cool. Now known as the Artist House. The Ottos were known to be stern with their servants, sometimes even mistreating them. Shocking. Imagine having servants. Can't. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot. Like, wow, that's really something. I'm just like, both you and I are too apologetic as people. That we could not do that. Like, there's we're surrounded by fruit flies at a restaurant. We're like, mm, like I'm so sorry if you can't move us, but there's like bugs. Like, I don't want to inconvenience you, but I just couldn't help but notice. But we are surrounded <laughs> by fruit flies that are trying to like go into our eyeballs, and like <laughs> I literally cannot see because of but, how like, many fruit flies. If you there can't are. move us, I get it. No, um, it's okay. I like, appreciate you even stopping to talk to me. I can learn to adapt. Be one with the fruit. So flies. I can't imagine us. No, servants. Wild. Um, No, you know what? I'll do it. Don't worry. Yeah, right. Um, it was the treatment of one such servant that this story focuses on. Oh my god, is it Robert? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But it has to do with Robert. Okay. This woman was hired to take care of their son. Robert. Robert. (laughs) Oh, if I only I had waited. One day, Mrs. Otto supposedly witnessed her practicing black magic in their backyard and fired her. Before she left, the woman gave Robert a lifelike doll, which stood three feet tall, had buttons for eyes, human hair, believed to be Robert's, and was filled with straw. Dolls that resembled children were not unheard of during this time, but this one proved to be special. Robert named the doll after himself and often dressed it in his clothes. That is so, like, uh, you name it after yourself? Like, how narcissistic. Yeah. Like, I'm Robert. This is my doll, Robert. Robert. <laughs> um, Robert the doll became his trustworthy companion. He took it with him on shopping trips into town, 
The doll had a seat at the dinner table where Robert would sneak at bites of food when his parents weren't looking. Okay, but the doll can't eat. Well, he was trying. (laughs) Robert would even be tucked into bed with the boy at night. Soon this innocent relationship took a strange turn. Uh Uh-oh. Soon after, Robert chose to be referred to by his middle name, Jean, after being scolded by his mother. He told her that Robert was the doll's name, not his. Jean was often heard in his toy room having conversations with Robert. Jean would say something in his childish manner and responses would be heard in a much lower voice. Ew. Sometimes Jean would become very agitated, worrying the servants and his mother. He would on occasion burst in to find her son cowering in a corner while Robert sat perched in a chair or the, or on the bed glaring at him. This was only the beginning. Uh-oh. Household objects would be found thrown across the room. Jean's toys turned up mutilated and giggling could be heard. Whenever these unusual acts took place, Jean always said, Robert did it. Sure. Well, that's a convenient excuse for you destroying your toys. Yeah. (laughs) The boy took the punishment, but always insisted that the blame was Robert's. As the mischief grew, more and more servants took their leave as new ones were hired. The Otto's relatives felt it was time to do something. With the recommendation of a great aunt, Jean's parents removed Robert from his care and placed him in a box in the attic. This is where he resided for many years. Mm-mm. After the death of his father, Jean was willed his boyhood home. He decided to live in the Victorian mansion with his new wife. Jean had become an artist and felt the house was spacious and would provide a place for him to paint. He went to the attic and dusted off his childhood toy. He became attached to the doll, despite his wife's displeasure. <laughs> Jean would take the doll along with him everywhere he went. He even sat in his favorite little chair while Jean and his wife slept nearby. This is a grown man. This is a grown man now, yes. Okay. Just wanted to confirm. Just, yeah. No, it is a grown man carrying a doll with him around. Grown man yes. with a wife. Yes. And a doll. <laughs> wife and doll. Noted. Sure. The turret room became Robert's domain after Mrs. Otto moved him back into the attic. Their marriage slowly became sour until Mrs. Otto supposedly went insane and died of unknown reasons. Jean followed soon behind. Oh no. Robert supposedly attacked people, sometimes locking them in the attic. People who passed by claimed to hear evil laughter coming from the turret room. For some time, Robert remained in the empty house by himself until a new family purchased the mansion and restored it. The doll was once again moved to the attic. This pleased it as much as the... What? This pleased it as much as the last time. These things are great. (laughs) The doll was often found throughout the house. On one certain night, Robert was found at the foot of the owner's bed, giggling with a kitchen knife in hand. This was enough to send them fleeing from the home. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Robert was later moved to the East Martello Museum in Key West, where he sits perched in a glass box. Despite his new living quarters, the doll is believed to not given up his menacing ways. Visitors and employees claim they have seen the doll move. His smile has been known to turn into a scowl. One employee cleaned Robert, turned off all the lights, and left for the night. The next day, he returned to find the light turned on, Robert sitting in a different position than the night before, and a fresh layer of dust on his shoes. Some say he'll even curse you. 
If you want to take a picture of him, you must ask politely. He'll tilt his head in permission. However, if he doesn't and you take the picture anyway, a curse will befall upon you and anyone who accompanied you to the museum. The same will happen if you make fun of him. To this oh, day. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Robert. I'm so sorry. I take it all back. Good. To this day, Robert remains at the East Martello Museum in his sailor suit, cut, clutching his stuffed lion, continuing his menacing ways. You know, to be fair, Robert, I never made fun of you. I made fun of your weird owner. Yeah, no, it was weird. The, I the nothing, man. I had nothing but respect for Robert. Well, Robert's great. I like him and his stuffed lion. And his little sailor suit. A legend. Adorable. An icon. Now, this is that was the story. Okay. And this is the real real stuff. The real deal. The Otto family did exist. They do have that house and the doll and all of that was okay. a real thing. Child's play and the character of Chucky is based off of Robert the doll. Oh my god. Um, Robert the doll was created by Stife Company, the same toy manufacturer that created the first teddy bear for Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> to add to the creepy factor, the Stife Company claimed that Robert was never intended to be a toy. Instead, he was made as a mannequin for a window display. Yeah. So there's, like, only there's Robert. There's just him. Yeah. Um, a woman named Myrtle Reuter did move into the home and found Robert in the attic. For 20 years, she lived in the home with Robert, and for 20 years, unexplained movements and sounds would come from the attic room in which she lived. She claims, even to this day, that Robert tried to kill her more than once. Finally, she donated him to the Fort East Bartello Museum, citing only one reason for her donation. The doll was haunted. Visitors claim that Robert the doll has effects on their cameras and any kind of technology. In his display case, (laughs) Robert has a bunch of letters surrounding him. Uh And um, before taking a picture, people have to ask for permission, like I said. But the letters that surround him are sent by people who didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And in the letters, they're begging for his forgiveness. Um, Some of the things people have attributed to Robert are pets dying, lightning strikes, sickness, divorce, car accidents. Some people even claim to have heard child laughter after each of the misfortunes. Like one people, there was like a car accident. And then they heard children's laughter. I don't like this. I'm no. way too, like, <laughs> I know. Freaked it's out very scary. Um, an author was writing a book about, like, Key West and, like, the haunted things in mm-hmm. Key West. And as soon as he started talking about Robert, like, he went there to go visit and, like, write about what he saw. As soon as he started talking about Robert, the computer crashed. He lost all of his manuscripts and the backups for the manuscript, so he had to start over to the Robert part and then not go there again. No. Um, I have two examples of letters that they sent Robert. One says, Robert, sorry I did not ask out loud to take your photo. Since then, my husband lost his diamond out of his ring. I tore my rotator cuff and my daughter's wedding was canceled. All happened before I returned home. Please stop the curse. I am truly sorry and life is tough enough. Sincerely, Kathy. And then one says, Dear Robert, I am very sorry for not asking your permission to take your picture while visiting the museum. Since I have taken your picture without permission, many strange things have happened to me. While driving back from the Keys, a deer ran out in front of our car. 
We had to swerve to avoid hitting it and ran off the road. We almost hit a tree. Two days later, we had a small kitchen fire. Also, we have been hearing childlike giggles from our basement. Last night, I was home all alone. I heard a voice coming from the basement. When I went to investigate, I tripped and fell down the bottom three stairs. I got up to run out, but the door was locked. My husband said that I probably turned the lock myself without even thinking about it and locked myself in the basement. But honestly, Robert, we both know the truth. <laughs> please accept my deepest apology for taking your picture without asking. Also, please accept my daughter's apology for sticking out her tongue at you. Sincerely, Rosie. So, like, people write these letters, and then they send them to what? Like, the museum? The museum. And, and then, then the museum just, like, sticks it in, like, his little case. Robert, yeah. Seems like the museum's really just, like, cashing in on this. Right? Let me show you a picture of Robert in his case. There's Robert. Oh my god, he's so cute! He is very cute. Yes, Robert! With his little lion. Come through! Oh my god, adorable! I love him! Oh yes! Oh yes! Coraline wishes she was so Mm -hmm. cute! Mm -hmm. There he is in his little chair. Oh, yes, Robert. <laughs> yes. Honey. God. Um, oh. People who work at the museum also said that there have been times where they were, like, cleaning and then turn and his, like, hand was on the glass or, like, he was, like, facing one way in the chair completely and then when they came in the room again, the chair was in another spot and he was, like, somewhere else. Like, there's been a lot of... It's a really big thing. Like, people... You know what? Robert's real. Robert's out there doing his thing. I respect him. I respect that he wants consent for his photo to be taken. Absolutely. I don't think that's too much to ask. No, I don't think so. I think it's like, if you know going in, why would you not just be like, hey, Robert, sup, my dude, uh, could I snap a pic of you real quick? Yeah, like, just hey. And then if he doesn't smile at you or nod his head or whatever. Tilt it to the side. Tilt it to the side. Don't do it. Just, like, you don't need Respect to Robert and his boundaries. Please. Please. That's not too much to ask. I don't think so. It's very... There's a lot of stuff about him. Like, most of the story, like, on the Creepypass is, like, real... Th- like, the artist house, the family having a doll. Yeah. The only thing that's, like, not real is, like... It says there was, like, a Haitian uh, servant uh-huh. who did black magic and then, like, made the doll, like, voodoo-y and, like... Uh-huh. The doll was from a store. Sure. It's not human hair. It's mohair. Mm, nice. And, like, that's, yeah. That just seems like some maybe stereotypes that Like, people it's kind of racist, but, just like, it's fine. You might be racist if. <laughs> um, wow, you know what? Uh, I love and respect Robert, and mm-hmm. I would never say anything mean about him, so. Nope. We love Robert. Mm-hmm. This is a pro-Robert podcast. And you better believe that. If you don't respect Robert, get out. <laughs> Leave this podcast right now. Bye. 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 Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, should I do my urban legend about the bunny man? Dun dun dun. So, um, I didn't really know this guy until I, um, read the Wikipedia page last night, this morning. I did it at work today. Um, so let's get into it, uh, shall we? So, this is the story of the bunny man. 
it's an urban legend that originated from two incidents in Fairfax County, Virginia in 1970. The legend has many variations. Most involve a man wearing a rabbit costume who attacks people with an axe or hatchet. Fun. We you love know. a prop. We love. And a, a costume. I mean, what a fun guy. It's theatrical. You know, just a little drama. Uh, most of the stories occur around Colchester Overpass, which is a southern railway overpass near Clifton, Virginia. It's sometimes referred to as Bunny Man Bridge. Love that. Right? Love that. I know. Um, so Fairfax County Public Library uh, historian archivist Brian A. Conley had extensively researched the Bunny Man legend. He found two incidents of a man in a rabbit costume threatening people with an axe a week apart in 1970 in Burke, Virginia. I think you mean thriving. Thriving. Man in a bunny mask. Thriving. Yeah. He's living his best life. Honey. So bunny. the first incident was reported on the evening of October 19th, 1970 by U.S. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiance. Bennett and his fiance had been visiting relatives on Guinea Road in Burke. And around midnight, while returning from a football game, they reportedly parked their car in a field on Guinea Road to go visit an uncle who lived across the street. As they sat in their car with the motor running, they noticed something moving outside the rear window. Moments later, the front passenger window was smashed and there was a white-clad figure standing next to the broken window. Bennett turned the car around while the man screamed at them about trespassing. As they drove down the road, the couple discovered a hatchet on the car floor. Dun, dun, dun. When the police requested a description of the man, Bennett insisted he was wearing a white suit with long bunny ears. However, his fiance said the assailant did not have bunny ears, but was wearing some sort of white pointed hat. They used a word. Oh. <laughs> they used a word on the Wikipedia article, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what that means." So I like clicked it, and it took me to another Wikipedia article, and it's like it basically looked like what the KKK oh, wears, like okay. those really pointed. I think yeah. also like religious people wear them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, like... One of those. KKK religious people. I don't know. Draw the conclusions you want to. Um, so, like, one, like, a really pointy, yeah. kind of, like, a dunce hat, but even pointier. I love all the hand signals yeah. that you're doing right now. <laughs> I love it. It's painting a picture, though. I feel For like just I'm you. There. <laughs> um, they both remembered seeing his face clearly, but in the darkness, they could not determine his race. Um, the police returned the hatchet to Bennett after examination, and then he was required to report the incident upon his return to the Air Force I'm Academy. I'm just gonna, like, go out on a limb here and say, like, he's white, because, like, who else is gonna dress up like a bunny? No, like, this and, is like, straight up, like, like, Caucasian nonsense. Yeah, it is. Like, like we can recognize we can, that yeah. from a mile away. It's, it's a white person. What in the caucasity? <laughs> um, anyway. So, the second incident occurred... Uh, on the evening of October 19th, 1970, wait, oh, fuck, that's not right. Oh, God, I put the same day twice. It's October 29th, 1970. <laughs> really should have proofread this. Also, I'd love to point out that the first incident took place on October 19th, which is the day that this episode will be going live. Whoa! So, I can't do math, but it would be, like, what, like, 48 years later or something? Sure. Uh, I can't do math. So, anyway, the second incident occurred on the evening of October 29th, 1970. There we go. October 29th is my dad's birthday. Um, So, you all be sure to wish him a happy birthday. Um, We'll be holding you accountable. Yeah. Uh, So, a construction security guard named Paul Phillips approached a man who was standing on the porch of an unfinished home in Kings Park West on Guinea Road. 
Uh, Philip said the man was wearing a gray, black, and white bunny costume. Okay. Was about 20 years old and 5 feet 8 inches tall. Which I thought that detail was so great because, like, here I was picturing, like, this really tall, like, 6 yeah. foot plus man wearing a bunny suit, which is, like, haunting it's, to me. It's a little scary, But then yes. I found out he was 5'8", and I was like, oh, Adorable. that's cute, though. <laughs> Adorable. Like, something about that, like... If you are under, like, 5'10", mm, like, that's just not sinister. No, it's not. It loses a lot of, like, the length. Like, you're 5'8". Yeah, I am. It was me. It was, oh my I'm, god, this is uh, all along. I had to, I was like, it's a white person. I'm just <laughs> saying. Like, like, they could be in this room, but, like, who knows? Who's you know? to say? Like, I wouldn't know. No. But, like, hides bunny ears under the table. Uh, Ariana Grande, a dangerous uh, woman, am I right? You make me feel like a dangerous woman. Um, anyway, the man began chopping at a porch post with a long-handled axe, saying, You are trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop off your head. I heard shopping, and I was like, what does that mean? And then I figured out it was chopping. So I, we got there. I'm smart. Smirt. And I feel that. like that's fair warning. Yeah. I mean, like he, he, let, he said it. He let Mr. Uh, Phillips know what he was about right away. Yeah. Um, so the Fairfax County Police opened investigations into both incidents, but both were eventually closed due to lack of evidence. Uh, in the weeks following, more than 50 people contacted the police claiming to have seen the bunny man. Uh, and then in 1973, so three years later, uh, Patricia Johnson, a student at the University of Maryland College Park, submitted a research paper that chronicled 54 variations of the two incidents. Oh, very cool. So, getting in to the legend itself, shall we? So those are like the real the events. Those are the real events that this is like based on. So here we go. Legend has it that in 1904, an asylum prison in Clifton, Virginia, was shut down due to a petition by the growing population of residents in Fairfax County. <laughs> it's always an asylum. It always starts always. in an asylum. Yeah, so much of this, I'm just like, every story starts this way. Because during the transfer of inmates to a new uh, facility, yes. one of the 15 transports crashed. Most of the passengers were killed, including the driver, but 10 inmates escaped. Uh, a search party found all but one of them. During this time, locals allegedly began to find hundreds of cleanly skinned, half-eaten Ew. rabbit carcasses hanging from the trees and surrounding areas. Gross. Right? Don't love that. <laughs> if you are, what a visual. If you are vegan, stop listening to this podcast. Um, another search of the area was ordered and the police located the remains of Marcus Walster, left in a similar fashion to the rabbit carcasses Ooh. hanging under the bunny man bridge. Ooh, the bunny, the aforementioned, aforementioned bunny, man bridge. bunny man bridge. Officials named the last missing inmate, Douglas J. Griffin, as their suspect and called him the bunny man. In this version of the legend, officials finally managed to locate Griffin, but during their attempt to apprehend him at the overpass, he nearly escaped before being hit by an oncoming train where the original transport crashed. Supposedly, after the train passed, the police heard laughter. It was eventually revealed that Griffin had been institutionalized for killing his family on Easter Sunday. (laughs) 
love a fully thought out story. Uh, for years after the bunny man's death, in the time approaching Halloween, carcasses are said to have been found hanging from the overpass on the trees in the surrounding area. It's like, in this area, mm-hmm. how dangerous is it to be, like, a bunny around <laughs> Halloween, you know? I'm going to say it's very be, like, dangerous. Because we're like, Let's kill this bunny, am Let's I right? summon the bunny man. <laughs> Fellas, is it and gay? to summon a bunny man. <laughs> Sounds a little fruity to me. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so, according to Brian A. Conley, our man from the beginning, who's the historian uh, and archivist, yes. um, this version is demonstrably false. Oh, no. Um, among other inconsistencies. You probably have to bring me right back down. Uh, Conley notes that there has never been an asylum in Fairfax County. There are also no records of a Marcus Walst or, or also, Douglas J. Griffin. don't exist. <laughs> this whole time, there's no bunnies. So, I mean, like, you decide for yourself if you want to believe in the bunny man. Um, I mean, obviously, there was, like, a real guy yeah. in 1970 with a bunny costume or something that resembled a bunny costume that was, like, wreaking a little bit of havoc. <laughs> um... But, yeah, that is the <laughs> urban legend of the Bunny Man. That's very good. That would be a good movie. I thought to... Oh, there is a movie. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, yes, my God. I yes. meant to include yes. that. Yes. Okay, let me yes. just look this up Bunny. really quickly. Bunny Man movie. Um, it's, like, a slasher movie. Okay. Seems right up our alley. It looks like it could just be, like, a low-key porno. Okay, so, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, it was released in 2011. Uh, more about this film. Does it have like a Wikipedia page? Yeah, it does. Okay. Bunny Man, uh, known as the Bunny Man Massacre in the United Kingdom, is a 2011 horror film written and directed and produced by Carl Lindbergh, the Lindbergh baby. Um, <laughs> oh my god! The film spawned two sequels, Bunny Man 2 um, and Bunny Man Vengeance. <laughs> Which, oh my Sorry, god, just came know. out last year. Ooh. Um, so, oh, good. The entire list of starring people, none of them have their own Wikipedia pages. That's a good sign. It stars, let's go to the cast so I can tell you who plays who. Oh, so, sorry. Cheryl Texiera, who plays Rachel, she has her own Wikipedia page. Okay. Oh, it just takes you back to the Bunny Man nice. Wikipedia page. <laughs> nice. So sorry. Well done. Um... Matthew Phillips stars as John slash Bunny Man, and Matthew Stiller stars as Mike slash Bunny Man. Oh. Elena Agianci stars as Tiffany slash Bunny Man. That just seems to be the trend that we're going Veronica with. Wiley stars as Jennifer. Scott Cusa stars as Jack slash Pops. Pops! Um, that was so loud. I'm so sorry. David Scott stars as Joe. Lucia Sullivan stars as Melissa. Joseph Darden as Jacob. Joshua Lang as Bunny Man slash Bunny Man Katie, victim slash Katie. truck driver. <laughs> Katie Taylor Gold John Joe. Katie Taylor Gold John Joe. I love that this guy stars as Bunny Man, also a victim, also, also a, a truck, truck driver. driver. Oh, Carl Lindbergh, who wrote, directed, yes, and produced. Yes, and is the Lindbergh baby. Stars as Bunny Man. Wow. Rebecca Scott. Bunny Rebecca Man. Black? Bunny Man. <laughs> Bunny Man Victim. Oh, okay. Sorry, I got too excited. Karen Brown Cronin as Bunny Man Victim. Okay. Andrew Chavez as Victim. Okay. Not of the Bunny no. Man, apparently. Just, just of life. And Shelby Stingley as Bunny Man Victim. That was, wow. I just want to quickly um, read this. 
Oh, this is the, oh, so this is the reception part oh, of the- Oh, yes, tell me how it was received. A score of one out of five was awarded <laughs> by vegan, vegan Voorhees, vegan Voorhees. I assume that's a play on, like, Jason Voorhees. Oh. <laughs> uh, which described the film as idiotic and concluded the review with, despite director, writer, producer, actor Lindbergh's <laughs> impressive enough camera work and production polish, everything that happens in Bunny Man happens wrong. Like a bitter, out-of-date <laughs> Easter egg, it's shiny and pretty on the outside and sickening under the foil 28 days later analysis called bunny man an incompetent and frustrating mess gave wow it, that's this podcast I know, gave it a generous three out of ten and wrote atrocious acting zero character <laughs> development no tension zero p- sense of pacing <laughs> poorly written continuity errors abound audio problems adr audio and dubbing problems. poorly written characters forced tension meandering story etc <laughs> I love the etc. Like you've listed all of that, and there's still like, there's more. more, but I can't even get into it can't right even. now. Uh, Gore Press also gave an overwhelmingly negative critique, stating the Bunny Man Massacre is literally the worst film I've seen in years, <laughs> decades even. Why? Well, simply put, because it's appallingly made on every single level. <laughs> so I think we definitely I need can't to find wait that to watch this. ASAP. Uh, because that sounds fantastic. Wow. That, yeah. Why don't we get to be Bunny Man victims? Or Bunny Man himself. Oh, Zoe and Logan of Honestly a Podcast. Bunny Man victims. Slash Bunny Bunny Man. Man. Oh, our future is so bright. I cannot wait. Oh my god, that's actually creepy though, but it also reminds me of Cropsy. Oh, you I don't really, thing? I don't know a lot about Cropsy. I'm not, like, super familiar with the crop. The crops. But... Um, it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, there was an asylum, and they're, like, oh, someone broke out. And right. it's, like, really, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. There's a whole documentary about it. It's actually very good. But it's, like, basically there was an asylum in New Jersey that right. shut down. And they just, like, kind of, like, let people go. And it was, like, as we know of asylums, a lot of people are non-violent mm-hmm. and not there for reasons that you know is anything they can really help like yeah. just people who just have like developmental disabilities and cropsy is one of them and he was living in the woods and people made up this whole thing of like children were going missing and right. it was blamed on him uh, it was and... pokepsy <laughs> pokepsy oh my god <gasps> <laughs> but it's like it's it's one of those stories where it's like, oh yeah, he was like eating children in the wood, and they're like, no, leave Cropsy alone. Like I'm not. It's one of those like making up a murderer thing mm. where I'm like, I'm not sure he's entirely innocent, but also Stephen Avery is 100 percent guilty. You guys, I just want you to know <laughs> that. Like, Please just read the court transcripts, and yeah, you no. will be convinced. It's oh, second season coming out. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Got to let it show. <laughs> I'm coming out. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful singers. Wow, everyone is shook. Okay. I have a little um, ghost story that was submitted on Reddit by Reddit user Patents Patented. Love that. <laughs> Sure. Thank you, Patents Patented. Oh, real quick story. I got oh. all my I got all my information from Wikipedia. 
Amazing. Just wanted to throw that out I got all my information from the Bunny Man himself in a four-part series. Oh my god, Shane Dawson. Please. Go interview the Bunny Man. We need it. Logan Paul is the Bunny Man. Oh my god. Logan Paul is a monster. Logan Paul, listen, I don't want to make any false claims here, but Logan Paul (laughs) is a sociopath. Like, 100p. Like, Sorry, I am, like, a Jake Pauler through and through. I just want everyone to know that. Hashtag. I am going on the record as a Jake Pauler. (laughs) Not a maverick? I am not a maverick. Your name's... Quite frankly, I am ashamed to share a name with Logan Paul. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Skirt, skirt. Um, Mavericks for life. Low gang. (laughs) Anyway, I'm so sorry. Please continue your story. I don't think I can. I think I need a minute. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like over it. it. Okay. Patents. Patented. Nice. We moved into a new house a few months ago. As we were in the process of purchasing the house, the renter who was living in it died unexpectedly of natural causes in his mid-40s. Oh, that's so young. He died right in the middle of the living room. Shortly after, we move into the house and almost immediately, our two-year-old daughter starts talking about the ghost that lives in our house. Oh, good. Now, let's be real here. She is two, and two-year-olds are very impressionable. Halloween had recently passed, and she had this Halloween-themed picture book that she loved to read. So it's entirely possible that all this talk of ghosts was just coming from looking through the book on a regular basis. Sure. Still, she was always telling me that the ghost was in her playhouse in the basement, or that the ghost was on the stairs, or that the ghost was standing in the corner. She never seemed to be afraid of the ghost, and considered him to be her friend. So I wasn't all that concerned, even if there really was a ghost haunting our house. If he's a nice and helpful ghost, it could certainly be a lot worse. True. I would often tell the ghost that he was welcome to stay if he wanted to, but he was also welcome to go if that would make him happier. I was about 30 out of 70 on the ghost being real. Oh. It's a weird scale, right? I don't really understand. And she could see and talk to him versus the ghost being just her imagination fueled by her Halloween book. Until one day, when we were going out to the car to go to daycare in the morning, it was still dark out and rainy. My daughter told me that the ghost was on the back deck. And then she told me that today was the ghost's birthday and she wanted to sing him happy birthday. That's so nice. Once again, I mostly disregarded what she was saying as she is birthday obsessed. (laughs) This is my favorite part of this. (laughs) She was birthday obsessed and has made us sing happy birthday to Mickey Mouse, a bowl of fruit snacks, and the bathroom. (laughs) Isn't that fantastic? I love that. Just the bowl of fruit snacks and And the the bathroom. bathroom. Like, Mickey Mouse makes sense. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. gang gang. Happy birthday, (laughs) dear bathroom. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Everything we do is upsetting. Yeah. Thank God no one can see us. Oh, gosh. And the bathroom. bathroom. There we go. So we sang and wished the ghost a happy birthday and went on with our lives. 
Later that day, out of pure curiosity, I looked up the obituary of the man who had died in our house, and wouldn't you know it, it was his birthday. Oh, that's so nice that they sang him happy birthday. That's right? like a wholesome ghost It's very story. wholesome. It's very cute. Aww. Isn't that nice? <laughs> that's sweet. Isn't that? I hope, I hope he's found peace. Too. You know, I yeah. hope he's taking care of any unfinished business. I hope that he enjoyed his birthday song. Happy birthday <laughs> to you, <laughs> gang. <laughs> Rock the Casbah. Rock the Casbah. I just, I love anyone listening to this episode is like, why do they keep singing that song? Great question. Because they have <laughs> no idea the meaning it has. <laughs> To us personally. On a deep and personal Spiritual level. level. We just love rocking the Casbah, you guys. Bruh. If rock you, the Casbah. If you can't rock the Casbah, then get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I want one of those plaques that say, like, live, laugh, rock the Casbah. <laughs> Oi. Do you yeah. even rock, bruh? Do you guys rock the Casbra? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm very wrong. Do you want to do a submission? Heck yeah. So this is from Mora, friend and friend of the podcast and podcast guest. Podcast guest. You you know her. Riverdale, 17 and Fearless. Our local Riverdale expert. She's She'll be back. She will be back, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Just like him. Terminator reference. I've never seen that movie. Really? Yeah. My mom loves it. Really? Yeah. (laughs) That's strange. I don't know why. Like, it's a good movie, but it's just You think you know know my mom so well? I do. We're like this. (laughs) I cross my fingers. Again, you can't see us. Oh, we've got something fun coming for you, though. Oh, we do. When we get back from the Halloween episode. Boy, do we ever. So, from Mora. Right. Very just short, but... And sweet. Just like spooky. her. She's not particularly short, but that's okay. She is still sweet. Still <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Mora. I once had a nightmare, said Bloody Mary three times in the nightmare, had really intense sleep paralysis, I was shaking like crazy... I tried to open my eyes, and when I did, saw a lady wearing a white dress. Oh, no, no, no. I don't like that. Sleep paralysis is one of those things that really horrifies me. Like, there's that documentary that I haven't on watched. Yeah. I know. When I was over on the weekend and we were looking for something to watch, I was going through Netflix on my phone, and I was like, oh my god, what's this? This sounds no. good. And then I looked at it, I was like, oh, no, it's no, no, a sleep no. paralysis documentary. I just feel like if I had, like, if I were to watch a documentary just, like, fully on sleep paralysis that I would 100% that evening yeah. experience it. And, like, maybe that's not true, I but I like don't want to risk it. You seem very susceptible to I things. I am. So I feel like it's probably best if you just, like, avoid Stay that. Stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Steer clear. Because then you hear, like, all of these things, like, people see, like, the same couple of things. And yeah. I agree. I'm like, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to see them. No, thank you. But that's horrifying. I'm sure you're great, but, like, I just don't want to be involved. Like, I'm not feeling it right now. Yeah, thank you but, so much, though. Like, maybe another time? Yeah, can we, like, take just a rain like, check? 
cool? Like reschedule? Yeah. Maybe? Like is that I don't okay? Know. Like my schedule. I'm a little is busy. Like, yeah, I'm just like going through a lot right now. I like don't really have the time to like deal with this whole sleep paralysis thing. But like, thank you so much for the offer. Yeah. Um, no. Like, I'll I'll get back to you. I'll have my people <laughs> call your people. Did you ever do Bloody Mary in like elementary school or uh, high school? No, because I'm not a friggin' sociopath. I remember. <laughs> Being in elementary school, yeah, I'm going to the bathroom, and it was, like, the ricketyest, grossest bathroom in the world. Yeah. And just minding my business, peeing, coming out, and my friends being like, let's do Bloody Mary, and then did it, and I was like, I want to die, I want to die, I want to die. This was at school? Yeah. Who does Bloody Mary at school? Monsters. Straight up monsters. I feel like that was always the thing people did at, like, sleepovers. They're like, yeah. let's go in the bathroom and lay Lenny Mary. And I was like, okay, have fun dying, yeah, everyone. like, I never wanted to be a part of that when I was at someone's house. Because, like, school, I'm like, I just need to not be here. Like, let me out. Yeah. Like, someone's house, it's like, okay, I'm here for a sleepover. I have to stay here, presumably. <laughs> I might call my mom. Who knows? But it's like... Yeah. I don't want to do this and then be sleeping here and then have bloody mary come just get show you. up and i just think it's so rude of everyone to like disturb bloody mary like that like, like she was just trying to like mind her own business live her life and every time some ignorant little 12 year old is like bloody mary she has to show up i have i'll be like super honest with you though like even now when i wake up to go to the bathroom i'm mm-hmm. so scared to look in the mirror at nighttime oh uh, yeah i'm like she's gonna be there she's waiting <laughs> Hey. That one time I was accidentally involved in elementary yeah. school, she's gonna be like, surprise, bitch, it's me. I bet you thought you seemed the last of me. <sighs> yeah, no thank you. No, I don't want to be a part of that. But thanks. Thank so much. You. So, now, let's do some of these fun two-sentence horror. I love these. So, the first one is from Reddit user Wispa. Wispa! And it's I love how he cuddles me when we're sleeping. Wait, he's on a night shift. <gasps> Ew, dun, I don't dun, like that. Dun. Yeah, that one's super creepy. Ew. This one is from Reddit user Trandom. Okay. And it's, people are heroes for giving kidneys, so why do they resist? <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Isn't that so creepy? Oh. I don't, that one... Reminds me of, there's like, oh, what are they called? I feel like I talked about it the last time we did the Halloween Spectacular. They're like DeWalt horror. Oh, the on little YouTube. short ones. Oh. All of these reminded me of that one, the Mockingbird one, where he's like at home, working at home. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he has the baby monitor and he hears like his wife upstairs singing to the baby and he's like looking fondly at yeah. a picture of his wife and the baby monitor. Just, like, typing away. And then his wife walks through the front door. And he's just, like, they look at each other. And then you hear, like, laughing. And then a baby Ugh. crying. <gasps> those are so good. I love those. There's another one that was, like, it looks like just, like, some artsy shots of, like, people having sex. And then you're, like, what's happening? And then it zooms out. And it's, like, a woman sawing a man's arm off. <sighs> it's... Yeah, and it was based on, like, a true thing that happened in Toronto, I think. Oh! Where it was, like, these two people met on something like Craigslist or something yeah. kind of sketchy like that, where it's, like, one of them wanted to be killed and eaten, and the other one was like, that's so weird, because I want to kill and eat someone. Like, that's so, exactly my king. Like, I'm not saying we're made for each other, but, like, 
I do believe in soulmates. I know? believe in miracles. You came along. You saved the thing. You saved the thing. Um, this one is from the Potato Whisperer. Christy, is that you? Spud Mommy. When the power went out, I watched my mom fumbling through the dark towards the closet with flashlights. I tried to warn her of the man hiding inside it from my kennel, but she always had a hard time understanding me. It's a dog oh, seeing the man about to kill its oh, owner. I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, I really don't like that one. They're oh, very creepy. No. This one is by Paylance. Okay. And it's, I don't know what's worse, that creepy feeling of being alone in a graveyard at night or the sudden realization that you aren't. And <laughs> true. Then there's that one, I was talking to Logan earlier about it, that's always really good when you hear it's like the last woman on earth sits alone in a room, there's a knock at the Ugh. door. I know, I don't like that There's one. another one of that that I saw where it's like, and then a voice whispered, it's probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, ew. I don't like that. Reddit user Sleepwalker. I yawned in front of a regular customer and said, I'm so sorry I didn't sleep much last night. Yeah, that was the latest you've stayed up in a while. <gasps> ew, I hate that. <laughs> this one is Sparky Shadow. She said that my eyes were beautiful. I couldn't have agreed more. Why else would I have taken them? <laughs> and then this one is Bunsen Turner. <laughs> I felt the breeze warm and soft on the back of my neck as I turned to look outside, but the window was closed. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. There's one, I think they talked about it. I also talked to you about this earlier. But they talked about it on My Favorite Murder, too, where it's, like, that creepy one where it's, like, you're home and you hear your mom call you for dinner and then you hear your mom go, don't go, I heard it, too. <laughs> like, ew! They're so creepy. I don't like it. want it. Yeah, those are so good. The little, like, two wine horror ones. I really like them. Some of them are really bad and that's why I only have, like, a handful because I went through, like... A lot of pages. Yeah. Those, the ones you picked are really good, though. I just, the dog one is really upsetting. I think that's my least favorite. Like, it's, oh my god, I hate that. Yeah. When the power went out, I watched mom fumbling through the dark towards the closet with flashlights. I tried to warn her of the man hiding inside it from my kennel, but she always had a hard time understanding me. that makes me so sad. I know. That poor dog. This isn't a real thing. I'm getting <laughs> so emotional. Oh my god. It's really, really upsetting. There's another. The clown one is always the good. Clown we read that last year, yeah. but it's still it's so it's so creepy. We don't have a, we clown, don't have a statue. clown statue. It's like why would you? And who has a clown statue? Like, that's not something. We get like the most emails we've ever received. <laughs> Actually, I have a clown statue. If you don't have a clown statue, you're weird. I also read the story while I was looking for other ones on Reddit that was like this guy was at his girlfriend's house. Yeah. And the mom was supposed to be home at some point, so he was, like, there waiting. Mm -hmm. And he heard, like, noises coming from upstairs, and he's like, oh, is she, like, home already? And went upstairs and saw a little girl playing with dolls in a bedroom and was like, is this, like, a cousin or, like, a family friend? He's like, 
hello? Yeah. And then he blacked out and woke up four hours later at the bottom of the stairs. Oh! <laughs> like, <laughs> don't love that. Don't care for that at all. Do you but, have spooky experiences? Um, I don't. That's disappointing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was saying to Zoe earlier, and I probably talked about it last year on the podcast, but... There was, a, like, a ghost story that people had made up about my elementary school, <laughs> but I can't remember the specifics of it, and I wish I could so I could tell it, but it was, like, good. <sighs> I don't have any, like, good ones. Yeah. Either, except, like, I think I told it last year, too, about my neighbors. Oh, yeah. But, like, having a semi-detached house and, like, hearing them coming up and down the stairs and then being like, they're not home. What are you talking about? Yeah, that one I don't like. We have another submission. Ooh, so many submissions. From Marcy from the Newberry Tart Podcast. Yes, Marcy. Um, let me read the verbatim. <laughs> it's true and happened to me. I'm not entirely sure that I believe in ghosts, but I'm less of a skeptic after this. When I was in college, I lived in an apartment that I shared with two male roommates and my cat, Harley. The guys were generous and gave me the master bedroom, which had its own bathroom. Weird things happened in that bathroom. Items that were sitting on the counter, nowhere near the edge, would fall off. There were thumps when no one was anywhere near it. There were handprints on the walls, if you looked at a certain angle, that looked maybe like soap film, but they wouldn't scrub off. As a college student, I was inclined to blame it a lot of it on my cat or <laughs> crappy apartment construction or bad plumbing. True. And honestly, it didn't really bother me. One day, though, I was home alone and there was a really big thump. I walked towards the bathroom to see what was making the noise and my cat got in between me and the bathroom, puffed up way bigger than usual, and yowled. <sighs> The only other time I've heard her make a noise like that was the time she got out and had a fight with a large dog and won. <laughs> I love that Harley is like, I can take anyone. <laughs> the part that gave me goosebumps was that she wasn't looking at me. She was looking at the bathroom door and she would not let me pass her. Oh. I got a little spooked, so I left my room, walked down the hall, went down the stairs and looked back up. Harley was in the corner at the top of the stairs, looking back down the hallway toward my bedroom. She looked as if she were watching something moving toward her. She watched whatever it was came past her and down the stairs. Her (gasps) eyes were tracking something and she turned her head as it passed her, but nothing was there. When she was looking at the spot directly in front of me, the air sparkled. I feel like there should be a better way to describe it, but there was just a burst of sparkling in the air in front of me, and I bolted out of the apartment and didn't come back for a while. I didn't live there very much longer, but a year or so after I had moved, one of my roommates told me that he had gone and done some research to try and figure out what was going on. He didn't tell me while I was living there as to not scare me, but someone had been murdered in that (gasps) bathroom. Marcy, what a good story. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ooh. The animals freak me out because I do believe animals can see things that we can't see. Especially cats. They're like... Cats have a sixth sense. They're like staring in corners. I'm like, what's up there? Yeah. What are you looking at? It freaks me out. They know something we don't. It's... Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Right? Ooh. It was 
very well written. Yeah, also thank you <laughs> like, for concise, that. concise, tell me what happened, lay it all out, paint a picture. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. <sighs> Go listen to Marcy's podcast, which Do is... It. The New Maritime Podcast. We'll yes. try to put it in the show notes. We say that. We probably won't. But I'll try. I'm gonna try to remember. I can't remember. Remember that song? I don't know what you just Shakira? said. Shakira? Rihanna? Oh. Yes. One time. One time. Two, <laughs> Two times. times. <laughs> my dad comes up the basement stairs sometimes and will like look at my dog and it will make her bark. And he does it just to, like bug her. And one time I was like sitting in the living room and my dog was in the kitchen looking at the stairs and barking like he was there. And I was like, Dad, can you stop? Like it's late. Like mom's trying to sleep. My dad was upstairs. Yeah. Don't know what Piggy was looking at, but it was me. It was looking. <laughs> These are my confessions. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else spooky? Um, scary, spooky, scary, skeletons. No, I often just like get myself freaked out for no oh, reason yeah. all the time. Um, because I live in a basement, and so I really only occupy like two of the rooms in the basement, and then the rest of it is just like storage and stuff. So I often convince myself that there's someone living in the basement. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the attic. I'm like, there's someone up there. Yeah. Uh, I was telling Zoe, but the other night, I, like, had fallen asleep, and I'd been asleep for maybe, like, 20 minutes to half an hour, and all of a sudden, something just, like, woke me up, and I, like, shot out of bed, or, like, shot up out of bed, and I just, like, I thought somebody was, like, in my room staring at me, (gasps) and I was just, like, looking into, like, this one corner where there's, like, kind of a hallway, and I can see partially down it, and I I was convinced that somebody was there, and I was just, like, my heart was beating so rapidly, I don't think anyone was, but I mean, like, maybe they were. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it was me. <laughs> um, there was another one of those, like, two-sentence ones. Yeah. But it was something like, oh, like, I felt silly when I startled myself at night seeing, like, the figure of a person by my coat rack. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just clothes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly you. Then the morning, there was nothing on the coat rack. <laughs> so I was like, ew. I do that all the time yeah. to start myself because the back of my door in my bedroom is just, like, all my hoodies and things. So it just looks like someone's standing there all the time. So if I, like, roll over, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So now that's going to freak me out even more than it already does. Love it. Living for it. Speaking of spooky things, though, we have our Halloween playlist on Spotify. Yes. Go listen to some spooky songs. <laughs> Spooky tunes. Spooky, scary skeletons is on there. So, you know, if you don't want to hear me sing it. Is it? It is. I, I must have put it on there. Think, unless you've added it since I listened to it well, the beginning of the month. Well, it's going to be on there. <laughs> you were here first. Spooky, scary skeletons. Uh, yeah, it's a great playlist. You know, Halloween is uh, coming up fast, you guys. So if you are having a party, great tunes to play. Get us involved. At your shindig. <laughs> Um, or just a fun thing to listen to, uh, during this spooky month. Yeah. Do it. Um, we also, if you would love to follow us on social media, you can do that. Um, <laughs> what was that 
face. I don't know the way that sentence structure makes no sense. If you would love, if you would love to follow us, you can. You um, we are on Twitter and Instagram at honestlypod, and we're on Facebook.com/slash/honestlypod. Uh, you can email us at the Gmail. Nope. <laughs> At the Gmail. At the Gmail. Um, you, can, you can't know at Gmail. You can email us at the honestly podcast at gmail.com. I almost said <laughs> slash home. Every time I say it, I almost do the website. Um, Speaking of which. We have a website. The honestly podcast.wixsite.com slash home. Don't forget the slash home. Imagine a tiny Logan dabbing. That's just it. like when you type the slash in, just like me, just a small me dabbing, dabbing. to make the slash. Because if you don't do that and you don't picture Logan dabbing, it you'll, will lead you nowhere. You'll enter the void. And you don't want, maybe you do actually. Give it a try. <laughs> Whatever floats you boat. Um, we also have uh, merchandise that you can pick up. Um, our loyal listener, Katrina. Katrina. Uh, recently got her Yikes Hard Pass sweater in the mail. We posted a picture on our Instagram, so please go look at that because we love our number one stan. Um, She's a legend. If you would also like to be legendary, um, you can go to our website and there's a little tab that says merch and you can click on that. Or you can go to the honest, Honestly Pod. You can go to honestlypod.threadless.com Bam. and pick yourself up some merch. We have a bunch of different designs. And they're fun and cute. And some of them have our faces on them, which is also fun and cute. Yes. Um, As I said at the beginning, we have two other weeks of Halloween Spooktacular up for you to listen to if you haven't caught up on them. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we have our grand finale. Our very special episode. Coming at you next week. Uh, So stay tuned for that. And is that it? I think that's all. All right. Bye. Bye. Woo.